Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, it's the Darkest Timeline podcast. So, just a little old me today. As always, and there's no special guest. Um, you know, don't know what to tell you, I'm afraid. There's no guests. A um, little bit of a short one this week. There was a, a, a problem with the list, but obviously that is covered in said podcast if you are listening watching or uh, using a radio to tune in to this podcast do like share and subscribe wherever you get any podcasts because it makes you awesome fact so here we go this is cookie cast the darkest timeline podcast Hello. Hi. How you doing? You alright? Good. Good, good, good. Good, good, good. Oh, yeah. Let's make let's make computer noises. Back to the days of uh, computer noises. Um, I am in the uh, secret cookie cast bunker. Um, testing out the uh, the bunker facilities to see if, uh, in the case of an apocalypse, and by that I mean more of apocalypse than we're experiencing already, if podcasts could still continue. Let's face it, they could be, you know, one of the only communication methods still left available to the human race. Um, no, it's just similar to last week. Uh, I'm in a a different location to normal, um, which I will explain shortly. Uh, yeah, oh, I've left my drink all the way over there. Mm. Drinking one of my favourite non-alcoholic beers, the Laser Crush. Hmm. Delicious. <sighs> Looking at those lines, I'm working on the principle that you probably can't hear me, um, which is one of those things. Unlike um, upstairs, there's very little I can do about that. No, I'm turning a knob right now. I don't think it does anything. Oh, actually, I've got, there are other knobs. One second. Nope, no idea. I'll just have to talk right into the microphone. (sighs) So, funny old week. Funny old day. Funny old dog, apparently. There you go, that's what he has to say about that. Ah, yeah. Wait till I'm distracted. Helps himself to the sofa. So... Um, what a day. You know, you screech into a podcast day and you think, do you know something? I am short of stuff to talk about. And uh, the universe provides, ladies and gentlemen. We have, uh, so far, a possible broken bone. Um... And a poorly, poorly sick child. So, yeah. That all happened in the space of, like, I don't know, like an hour. Um, Technically. Um, So, at this point in time, time of recording, uh, I've been listening to a lot of Bill Burr. Uh, podcast um, and for all of this uh, no not to date this podcast but at time of recording um, but obviously he does date his podcasts like every podcast is dated and now I'm like what 
what real difference does it make? You know, should I tell you that it's 29 minutes past 10 on the 18th of October 2021? You won't hear this for three weeks if you listen to it even on day of release. Or when you get round to it, what difference does it make? But anyway, um, yeah, so this nearly didn't happen. Um, I had a very upset child um, who I think is just poorly, um, but just short of three hours of crying. It's like, okay, podcast might not happen, but here we are. There you go, a little, little peek behind the curtain there. I like to bring you on the journey with me. Um, so, the reason that I'm not in my usual surroundings, in my usual setting, is because I can't get into the room, podcast studio, whatever you want to call it. Um, and that is because there is uh, there are boxes everywhere. Boxes everywhere. Uh, can't even get to the sofa. Those boxes have come from the loft. The reason that those boxes have come from the loft is because the loft has been uh, boarded out. I'm not sure if I might mention this last week. I think it was like a week ago that um, that it was done. So it's possible that I might mention it. So, here's how it goes. All the boxes come out of the loft. The people come, they board the loft. In theory, the boxes go back into the freshly boarded loft. But there's a problem with that theory. And the problem is thus... It's a perfect opportunity to look at getting rid of some stuff. These boxes shouldn't be going back. They shouldn't go back in the loft. So it's perfect time, perfect opportunity to get rid of things. So, start going through stuff. And it's raised a question. It's raised a conundrum, some would say. Memories. Do memories exist without the item in question to trigger the memory? I'll give you an example. I have a uh, a leather jacket. Um, and that leather jacket was given to me by my granddad. And he gave it to me, and I remember the day, I remember the point in time, I remember the conversation, I remember all of that leather jacket. Um, At this point in time, my granddad is no longer with us, and whenever the, the subject of the leather jacket comes up, it goes like this. Oh, there's this leather jacket here. Ah, yeah, that that came from my granddad. Okay, are you ever going to wear it? No, it's not really my sort of style. It's not really uh it's not really for me. Ah, okay. So what are you gonna do with it then? Probably keep it. So if I got rid of that leather jacket does it eradicate the memory? Because there'd be no trigger. That trigger of dealing with that leather jacket would never be there in the future. Would that memory fade? Would it fade to a point where it was almost like it didn't happen? And this is something that, that, that sort of keeps coming up. Is it the item that triggers the memory, that keeps the memory alive? Or is it the memory would be there without that item? <clears throat> Currently in the process of going through and getting rid of um, old clothes. Um, clothes that came from a time where I didn't get rid of anything. Um, t- 
turns out, T-shirt from the 1990s and the noughties are considered vintage now, which is fun. Um, you know, doesn't make it doesn't make you sound old at all when you say something's vintage. Uh, but because those items are vintage, they are worth a lot of money, which is uh, which is interesting to find out. So you've got that. It's like, you know, am I ever going to wear a corn t-shirt? Well, I haven't worn it in 20 years. But maybe. No, probably not. So, there you go. Each of those t-shirts has a has a memory. Um, a prodigy hooded top. I remember where that came from and all the details around it. If that hooded top no longer existed in this house, would those memories go with it? Something that happened to me a little while ago um, in one of these purges, one of these clear-outs, um, I actually lost an item. Um, got rid of a load of stuff. Uh, I was just like, well, they've been in boxes forever. I'm never going to use them. Got got rid of them. Job done. A little while later, I was like, uh, hang on a minute. In those said items, there was something that was incredibly valuable. Huge sentimental value. And... Um, just this, like this huge, this big combination of things, and that item is is gone, gone, no way to get it back. But I still remember it now, and this was a while ago. So, is it the item that triggers the memory, or does the memory live on without the item? It's an interesting one. I don't know. I don't know the answer. I can't. I can't come to a conclusion on it. What I can say is, keep getting rid of stuff. Keep getting rid of stuff. Keep getting rid of more and more stuff. Um, my previous hoarder tendencies, um, you know, have been seeing the fruits of that. So that's fun. Kind of proves a point. Um, but yeah, end of the day, it's all stuff, you know. Memories exist, so do we need all these things? We just get rid of it all, get rid of everything. There are days when that when that's my thought process. Let's just get rid of everything. Live in a empty house in empty rooms. With nothing but our memories to keep us uh, entertained. Who knows? So. <laughs> you'll like this one. Because I, I, really, I was really amused by this. Week in and week out. I seem to say the same things on the podcast. And the current one is. I had a thing to talk about. But. It changed to the point where it was no longer viable. Like I said, I've been listening to a lot of Bill Burr recently, and he does two podcasts a week. And there is a part of me that's like, maybe I need to start doing two podcasts a week so that some of the stuff I write down on my list stays relevant. Because even if I do, like, you know, post a retraction in the second of two episodes, at least it would still be viable to start with. But anyway, I yes, yes, yet again had to remove something from the list. Oh, here's one of my least favourite subjects at the moment. Uh, yet again, ladies and gentlemen, I reached a point in time where I was absolutely tearing my hair out. 
with dog walking, dog training. Um, I'd reached, I'd reached the, my wits end with it all. And then, weirdly enough, um, at the point in time where I was like, I just, I just can't do it. I just. Um, I watched a video. Now I know what you're saying. That's not like you. You don't watch many, many, many dog training videos. But, dear reader, stroke listener, it is true. I watched the video and it stood out to me because uh, the woman on the video, the client on the video, was talking about her dog. And said, oh, my dog does this, my dog does that, and my dog doesn't do this and doesn't do that. And I went through all this stuff and I was like, oh my God, this woman is talking about my dog. So the dog trainer's like, nah, easy, easy to sort this out, really easy. I'm like, here we go, easy, he says. How easy is it going to be, You, I hear you ask. So I was like, all you need to do is this. And you just you just do this and it and it problem solved. I'm like oh, Jesus Christ, problem solved, eh? Well, I'll prove you wrong. So next day I'm like, okay, here we go. Get the dog out. Go over to the field, do the thing from the video. And I was like, oh, you know the stuff that. Um, the man on the video said that would happen, that seems to be happening. Like, um, maybe should actually try and go for a walk like this. Set out on our walk, and away we went, and I was absolutely blown away. Everything the guy on the video said would work, seemed to work. Um... Wasn't a hundred percent, but it was like 80, 85, 90%. I was amazed. So, you know, two walks a day, two chances. So back out, uh, back out in the afternoon. Same again. A little bit not. As good, but afternoon walks are harder. There's more distractions, more people out and about, more people walking dogs, more children, more bikes, more everything. So, next day, go out in the morning. Again, everything's good, all good. So this went on for like two or three days, and I was like, well, here we go. This is exactly it. Um... Weekend. Just. It all just fell apart. As it always does. Terrible walk. On. uh, Saturday morning. Terrible walk. Sunday morning. Just. Awful. Now. What I will say is I'll caveat this by saying, apparently, now here's the thing, I haven't walked in today. Um, I have far too much to get done on a Monday morning. Um, like today, for example, you know, you gotta you got to get up, you got to get out the door to run, you got to get back, you got to shower, you got to take the child to nursery, you got to get on the road to get down the road to crawl down the road to park the car to walk for half an hour across town to get to work doesn't allow for uh, doesn't allow for dog walking so Lamb was like look you take the child to nursery I'll walk the dog. So, by all accounts, a very good dog walk was had this morning. So maybe it was just the weekend. Who knows? Um, Unfortunately, 
there was the fact that there was a situation this evening where Liam was like, I'll take him for a walk. Uh, and then um, I'm waiting on a response to the text message I've just received uh, to find out if we are dealing with a broken bone at this point in time. Uh, so, I will be walking him in the morning, and we shall see. But man, it's it's bad. It's it's stressful. It's it's all of that. I honestly don't know how people do it. I don't know how people have done it for as long as they have. I do not. Do not get it. So, I wanted to talk about a little situation. Um, something that happened to me on Saturday. Uh, Saturday, eldest had a party to go to. Yet another party to go to um and the time that this party was and the place that it was and travel there travel back is there enough time da, 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 this, that, that. so the plan was this take the eldest to the party drop the eldest off at the party go with the other two to get something to eat they can have their tea go back Pick up the eldest, back in the car, home, and in stages, basically send everyone to bed. All of this went off without a hitch. All of it. That's not the twist in this tale. So, go to the party, we're early, cool. Do the whole drop-off thing, oh yeah. You know, when do you want when do you want me to pick her up? All that sort of stuff. Get back in the car. <sighs> Go to take the other two for tea. Go to <sighs> I'll say restaurant. Cause I honestly wouldn't know what else to call it. That in fact the way I would describe it is like it'd be like calling Pizza Hut a restaurant. Technically, it's a restaurant, but not in the kind of way that you would think of the word restaurant. So, we walk him. Lady said, "Table for three. Oh yes, please. Have you booked?" No. Oh. I'm like. Here we go. So. Oh. Mm, eh. Oh. Bear in mind this is quarter past four. On Saturday afternoon. Oh, I can squeeze you in, but you can squeeze me in. Uh, you know, with the fact that half of your restaurant, two-thirds of your restaurant is empty. I bet you can squeeze me in. Um, I've got this table here, but I've only got it for this long. Is that any good to you? I was like, that is actually perfect, because we've only got that long. Job done. She's like, cool, uh, I'll just take a surname and a contact uh, and contact details, contact telephone number for you. What? So, here's the situation. I look at the two children, I look at the woman, and I do the maths. Is it worth saying to this woman... Why the hell do you need that information? What possible reason could you have to take that information from me? You don't 
you don't need it. You don't you don't need that information. And this is the thing. This is how I said to the woman, I was like, I haven't because in my head I did the maths. I was like, I haven't got time to have this argument. I need to get sat down, I need to get these children fed, and I need to go and get the other child to get home. I ain't got time for this. So, what is the path of least resistance? So I said to her, does it have to be a mobile number? Or can I give you a landline? And she just went, whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's correct. It doesn't matter to you because that information doesn't mean anything to you. What it does mean is to your corporate head office who are going to sell that information to anyone and everyone. Literally anybody. Because obviously you're now monitoring people's dining experiences because you know what you're going to do with that information you're going to create a profile you're going to create a a user profile you've got my surname you've got my contact telephone number you've got my location you've got the time i arrived you've also got what i had to eat you've got how many people i was with the sort of ages of those people, You've got all of that information. Because let's face it, it's all computerized. The woman didn't come to the table and write down on a little white notepad what I had, what I wanted to order, did she? No, she put it into like a little tablety, phony type thing. Where do you suppose that information goes? Goes to the kitchen. Also goes into the computer system. This is the level that things have reached. This is the level of tracking. So, that's where we're at. We're now being tracked when we go out for something to eat. So... That's where we're at, ladies and gentlemen. That's the level that people are being tracked these days. Anyway, let's move on, shall we? Like I say, uh, I had to scratch something from the list this week. So let's just move on to the entertainment, shall we? Um, burn Notice. Let's talk Burn Notice. The greatest Saturday afternoon TV show that never was. Because I don't think Saturday afternoon TV shows exist nowadays, do they? Do they? I don't know. It's all streaming these days. Um... I am. I'm getting through it. I'm through the first series. Um, I, I, you know, I don't really know what to say. It's, it's a really good combination of things. As we know, Bruce Campbell. Um, Bruce Campbell makes everything better. Like, literally, if, something's, if there's a bad situation, add Bruce Campbell to it. It's instantly better. Simple as that. Um... It, yeah, it's just a fun TV show. Um, I don't know if I'm only like eight episodes in, maybe. I lead a very busy lifestyle, so you know I can't be sitting watching TV all day. Let me have a little look. Yeah, okay, so I have watched... Eight episodes. 
but it's good. I'm enjoying it. It's uh, it's good to revisit old friends. Um, now and then. Um, I haven't. I haven't watched any any new films this week. Uh, me and my eldest watched uh, the Reign of the Superman. Um, it's the second film, uh, DC animated movie. The second of um, the Death of Superman. Um, it's like which is a remake of the uh, the Doomsday movie. Um, I'll tell you that I'll say this. It was better than I remember it being. I don't remember it being a bad film. Uh, I quite enjoyed it. I quite liked it. Um, I asked my eldest, uh, which is the which is her favourite of the uh, animated films that she's seen, um, and she did say Rain and the Superman. I don't know if that's because it's the most recent one she's seen. Um, I've got this thing. I've got this thing though at the moment because um, you've got this fine line with the ratings of DC animated films, um, and some of them will go all the way up to like uh, certainly fifteens. Uh, I think there's even some eighteens in there. Um, obviously, not going to be sitting and watching those with my eldest. Um, so. It's the question. It's that thing of I think we're running out of DC animated movies that she can actually watch, um, and that's that's a little sad for me because it's something that we've enjoyed sort of doing together. Um, but I think it just means we have to look for something else to enjoy together. Um, the uh, the Sam Raimi Spider Man films popped up on Netflix recently. I was like, hmm, I wonder if they're films that we could. Uh, we could dip into. Uh, might have to check the rating because I have a feeling that they might be not scary as such, but I don't know. Like some of the masks might be a bit. I don't know. I shall see. So nothing. Yeah, like I say, nothing. Uh, nothing in the way of new films. Um, don't usually watch. Uh, don't usually have a Saturday night movie other than what I watch with my eldest, um, and more often than not, those are films that I've seen before. Um, I haven't played any VR, and this is one of those things. Not because I don't want to play VR, because I don't want to blow my PC up. Um, I'm just. I, I've I've reached that point now that I'm just afraid to plug it all back in. Because of all those issues I had uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, with like power surges and drives that said they needed to be rebuilt and all that sort of stuff, it's I mean it sounded horrible. Uh, so, from my perspective, I was very much in the I don't want to have to run the risk of something breaking. Um, especially in the current market where you can't get computer components for love and money, I don't want to be in a situation where I don't have a PC. So no VR this week, I'm afraid. So now then, I have to try and cast my mind back, and what I mean by that is I can't remember. So we'll work it through together. Did I tell you that I bought Hot Wheels? I think I did. At the same time I bought Hot Wheels, I got some PlayStation Plus credit and I used that to get the DLC for Ghost of Tsushima. Let's try saying that fast. Ghost of Tsushima. Um, which turns into the director's cut, but it also gives you the DLC, which is, a, I believe, an island. Um... So I put that on and I was playing Ghost of Tsushima. Um, thoroughly enjoyable experience. Um, playing on New Game Plus, which is uh, on a harder difficulty. Um, but it's manageable at the moment. Touchwood, it's manageable. 
problem that you've got is I, I talk about this all the time, but sometimes with like big in-depth games, um, you kind of leave a little bit of yourself behind. Um, and although I thoroughly enjoy replaying Ghost of Tsushima, um, there was a little bit of that, just just a smidge. No, like a lot less than like other big games I've played. Uh, but there was a little bit of that, you know, I, I did put a lot of myself into this game. So, against my better judgment, I looked at the situation, I was like, do you know something? I don't think I'm going to get much further with Hot Wheels. I really, I really don't. So, I looked at how much it would be to trade it in. And at the £40 that I bought it for, it was worth less than £25. I was like, this is a game that is not going to hold any value. It's already dropped nearly 50%. I need to get out while the game's not necessarily good, but, you know. So, I took Hot Wheels. Um... The last few games that I had that I could part with as trade. And I took those games. And when I say I, uh, it was actually uh, Liam in the end that went to do it. Um, and traded them in. So, Hot Wheels, a few other things. Enough to buy Far Cry 6. So, here's how it works. Because Far Cry games are so hit and miss these days. I waited for reviews this time. The reviews started coming in. A lot of 8 out of 10s. A lot of, um, you know, it's a game and it's fun and it does stuff well. The odd, this game's terrible. But, I would say 80-90% to 90 of the reviews were 8 out of 10. Now, that's higher than my threshold for a game. I'll buy a 6, and I think it's going to be good. That's, uh, so that contradicts itself. So I'm like, okay, here we go. Bought it, got it back, installed, ready to rock and roll. So I played it for a couple of hours, maybe, first night. And one thing I will say is I was quite daunted by the fact that I was playing a new game. It was the it was the weirdest thing. It was like it was so unnatural to play something that was new. And bear in mind this is Far Cry Six, so it's not exactly new new, but it was absolutely a new game experience. So there was that. And I was playing it and I was like, oh man, this is a first person shooter and the shooting's rubbish. Like you aim at stuff and it's like, I mean, you know, I'm not getting a headshot anytime soon, am I? Oh, you know, I can barely aim at this guy, the people move too fast, the aim, it, it was awful. I'm like, okay, first person shooter. Can't do the shooting bit. Brilliant. Then, I was like, oh, I went off to do this mission. He wanted me to go into this base and find this thing. I go into the base and I'm just going round and round and round. And I'm like, what is the fucking deal? Where is the thing in this base that I need to find? Next thing, I'm like, why do people just keep coming? And it's just enemy after enemy after enemy. Non-stop. And then, I randomly end up in front of a door. And the game goes, oh, that's the, uh, that's the door you're looking for. Yeah? Do you know a way that it would have made it easier to find? If you just told me that 20 minutes ago. 
So I'm like, okay, so I did that bit and I left the base and, oh, you've completed a mission and all of this. And I turned it off at the end of that day. Just going, well, that was shit. But. I was tired. I was tired. I was I was in a bad mood. Um, there was a lot of noise and various other things going on, and I was like, maybe the way I viewed that game wasn't to do necessarily with the game itself. Maybe it was to do more with the with the way I was feeling at the time. Maybe it requires me. To play it again, a bit more of an open mind, and just just give it a give it more of a chance. So, next day comes round, next evening comes round, sit down to play it, and it was a very different gaming experience. One that I would go as far as to say was quite an enjoyable gaming experience. So, it was, it's hard to explain. It was, it wasn't like I was playing a different game, but the, the game opened up more, the map opened up more, you got more in the way of weapons, um, you got mods for your weapons that made them better, more able to shoot. I think I was... In some ways, overly critical of the shooting, and in other ways, not critical enough. The the shooting is strange, is what I'll say. Like I say, you, you you're not gonna get a headshot. Um, but sometimes that doesn't always matter. And then you get a gun that you started with, but then you add a, a a better sight to it and a better type of ammunition and a better, you know, something that gives it better range. And then next thing, maybe you could make a headshot. It's that kind of thing. You know, there's obviously progression. <coughs> I got a car. Um, it's got it's got a machine gun on it. Um, I got an alligator. Got a friend. It's like an alligator. Um, and it just went like that. You know, the game opened up. The, the map got bigger. More to do. More missions. More area. More, 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 more. Um, there are some downsides to the game. The game has given me a parachute. And then it later gave me a wingsuit. Uh, but what the game doesn't give you is any point in time to use those items. So far, I will say. Um, flying has been done in a particular way where, yes, you can fly a helicopter if you want to, but uh, unless you do something about the anti-aircraft guns, you're going to get shot down immediately. Obviously, another thing that's designed to be a certain way. Something that I really don't like, and I'm, I have a feeling I saw this in a review... So I'm just if if that's the case, I'm just echoing that, um, and that is when when you drive into a new area or when you enter a new area, it comes up on the screen the area that you've gone into. It tells you you've gone into blah 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 blah, but it removes everything else from the screen. Your mini map, yeah, basically your hood disappears. Which is fine, apart from the fact that, like I say, your minimap goes. So if you're driving somewhere and you're following the the GPS, and then the map disappears, for a good 10 seconds, what you find, more often than not, is you miss a turning. And the GPS in the game seems to do this thing that's like, as long as you're going the right way, the, the, the line is there and it'll show you the way to go. 
if you, for example, I don't know, miss a turning, it won't tell you that. So one minute you drive along, then everything disappears off the screen, and then a minute later you're like, where am I going? So then you have to backtrack X amount of distance, go, oh, there's the blue line I need to follow to my destination. So it's not all it's not all great, it's not all rosy. Something that they've got right, and this is gonna sound weird, but almost to a fault, the difficulty setting feels real nice. So, as we know, I like to play stuff on easy, or story mode, as they call it these days, which is hilarious. Um, And I can basically walk into a a camp that I'm going to try and take over. And, you know, as you do, you start out with a bit of stealth and, you know, stab someone in the back with a machete and snipe someone or shoot them with a silent shotgun, which, again, hilarious. But eventually somebody's going to see you. And then it's like, well, there goes that idea. Let's get out the machine gun and start shooting everybody. And playing it on this difficulty, if that's what you want to do, that's what you do. Uh, because it will it will allow you the opportunity to do that. It's very rare have I actually died playing this game. Again, touch wood, because you can guarantee the moment that I say it, I'll just start dying left, right, and centre. So they've really nailed the difficulty. Uh, the irony being is I'd traded in Doom Eternal uh, to buy Far Cry 6, a game that uh, couldn't get difficulty right if it was smacked in the face with it. So, I hear what you're saying. You've held off on buying Far Cry 6 because you played... Far Cry 5 and thought it was one of the worst games ever made. You didn't bother with that God knows what the hell that thing was that came out after 5 that was like a DLC, but it's a full game, but who the fuck knows. You played 4, but let's face it, you hated it. It wasn't that it was a bad game like 5. It was just a game that you hated. And really, you're like, there hasn't been a good Far Cry game since 3, which was a masterpiece. Where does Far Cry 6 fit into that scale? I hear you say through the airwaves, and I'm about to tell you. How to tie it up. There's no, you know, there's no contest when it comes to 5. Um... My uh, my dog does stuff um, out, out on a walk that I have to pick up and put in a bag, which is uh, better than Far Cry 5. So, it's straight away, it's better than 5. And I've had to ask myself the question, is it better than 4? Well, it came down to the simple thing of this. I don't hate it. And for that very reason, I'm going to have to say Far Cry 6 is better than Far Cry 4. So that just leaves us with, is it better than Far Cry 3? No, of course it isn't. There's not much out there that is better than Far Cry 3. Far Cry 3 is an absolute masterpiece in a lot of ways. But Far Cry 6 is giving it a run for its money in some way. Uh, Unlike Far Cry 3, where you really did feel invested with the characters, especially the, uh, no spoilers, but the first bad guy, shall we say. Um... And Far Cry 6 has a famous actor playing the bad guy, Giancarlo Esposito, better known as Gus Fring from uh, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, is playing the bad guy. I barely know what's going on in the story in Far Cry 6, um, because I don't think it actually matters. As I always say, ladies and gentlemen, if a game's fun... 
it's sometimes an anomaly because a lot of the stuff missing from games these days is is it fun sometimes a lot of the time the answer is often no not really at this point at time of recording at this point in time i would say far cry 6 is fun now then, this time next week, I might be telling you that it's the worst game ever made, and I not only am not playing it anymore, it is actually on fire. But we shall see. And I shall keep you posted. And that's it. There we go. That is the podcast. Little, a uh, little bit shorter, maybe, some, some might say. A little bit shorter, possibly. Who knows? Um, but like I say, uh, I had a, a crisis of conscience when it came to the list. So, uh, yeah. Thank you very much for listening along. And uh, thank you very much for coming back. If you're a new listener, thank you to you too. Right, I'll catch you next time. So there you go, what do you think that? Another one done. Big thank you to everybody who's listening or watching, but wherever you get your podcasts, please do subscribe, because it's an awesome thing to do, and it means a lot to us. If you want to jump over to thecookiecast.com, it's our little website with the, uh, it's the little engine that could, it's a little website that could. It's got social media links and an email link, you can drop us a line, and if you do, I'll read it out on air. There we go, that's it for this one, until next time, I'm going to say bye. And I'll see you then.